Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. Odyssey is a nonprofit with the mission of helping writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror improve their work. To fulfill our mission, we offer a six week workshop each summer in New Hampshire, online writing courses and webinars each winter a critique service and consultations year-round, and many free resources, including these podcasts. Please consider making a donation to Odyssey so more writers can build their skills and realize their dreams. We can only continue each year with the support of donors like you. For more information on Odyssey, visit odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 96 is an excerpt from a lecture by Patricia Bray at Odyssey 2016 on researching your story elements. This excerpt will be continued in Podcast 97. The text of this recording is copyright 2016 by Patricia Bray. The sound recording is copyright 2016 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. So what I'm going to talk about is why research matters, how it influences your story, how the type of research you do depends on what kind of story you want to tell. I'm going to share some examples. I'm going to talk about different ways of doing research, some of the common pitfalls. So why does research matter? As a reader, there's a certain bond of trust between the reader and the author. It's that whole suspension of disbelief. Do I trust them with a the story? Do I trust them with my emotions? They have to convince me. Now, let me give an example. If we were reading a short story and it said, Patricia was so excited to be accepted at Odyssey, but she wasn't sure about spending January in New Hampshire. Your personal experience, immediately people pause. And they think, wait, isn't Odyssey a summer program? Now, not everyone would get that, but you guys, everyone in this room would be like, wait, a couple of more mistakes, and you've lost all interest in the character and what else is going on, because your brain is buzzing, going, this is wrong, this is wrong, the author doesn't know what they're talking about. If they don't know what they're talking about this, then I can't also trust them with characters, with motivation, with the emotional connection. Research underpins everything in the story. It underpins character, setting, plots, your world building. It's really obvious when someone hasn't done good research. We got a short story for our collection that was set in history, and it was like the character goes to Paris and he does A, B, C, and D. And it didn't feel accurate because, well, it was true that in Paris at that time, those were all activities that could have happened. It couldn't have happened for that character. That character did not have the background. He did not have the money or the connections to do certain things. Now, what's interesting is that my co-editor, my partner in crime, Joshua Pometier, hadn't spotted several of the mistakes because he wasn't that familiar with 19th century Paris. So it might have slid by him. It didn't slide by me. Not saying you have to get every fact all right all the time, but missing the big stuff is going to get caught pretty easily. Research can underpin world building. It can underpin your characters. Your characters must be believable for the time and place. 
if you're setting in a certain time period or a certain area, you may have to research say, okay, what were people in that era like? What kind of occupations? What would their backgrounds be? What was the difference, you know? What would their experience be like being a slave in the Roman Empire versus a free citizen versus an immigrant versus a noble, a soldier? I mean, your characters have to fit in there. The plot and conflict must make sense in context. Cultures have changed and evolved. And people sometimes take assumptions and they say, well, I'm going to set my novel in um, ancient Egypt, but the conflict makes no sense because they borrowed a 21st century conflict and plot in ancient Egypt. It makes no sense. Where it's coming from, the plot and the conflict may be driven by the time period. You know, research isn't just reading an article about the Roman Empire and thinking, I'm ready to write. You've got to think about all the aspects of society. Research can vary by the genre and the type of story you are telling and what you want to do. One of the things that's popular these days are zombies. We like zombies. But if you think about zombie books, has anyone read uh, Shauna McGuire writing as Mira Grant, the newest flesh series feed? Okay. It is set in a near future where there's been an outbreak of a virus that causes what we would consider classic zombie behavior. It is thoroughly medically researched. She includes details on how the viruses came about to be, how it's transmitted, the cross-species interactions, the attempts at treatment, the confinement, all that. She, has all, she did an incredible amount of research. She worked with a number of people in the field. She actually studied with, you know, like the CDC experts. Like, you know, I mean, she reached out to a lot of people for this because the plot hinges on the science. Character motivations and the plot both for each book and the overarching conspiracy is all tied back to the science. And as this happens, we believe her. She has done her research so well, and she's managed to incorporate those bits she needed into the story. So we trust her and we believe her. And in that when we are trusting her, she has gotten all the other details right. But it's like, okay, the suspension of disbelief has happened. On kind of the other end of the scale, there's Diana Rollins' White Trash Zombie series. Also entertaining, but the research into that is more, yay, zombies. <laughs> okay? So if you think about it, well, you know, the amount of research you do will vary on the type of story you're trying to tell. You know, you can't say a zombie book is going to take this much research. It depends, you know, if you're aiming it more towards a medical thriller or if you're aiming it more towards a paranormal comedy, there's different degrees of research it's going to be based on the story you want to tell. You know, you look at like, you know, has anyone read Andy Weir's The Martian or even seen the movie? You know, again, the level of research required to pull that off to convince the reader of the details is different than writing, a, say, a space opera. The reason why you're so invested in The Martian is that there's enough detail there, there's a plausibility, you trust that the author has got that right, and those details drive the story. Another thing to think about is research is going to vary based on the length of the story you're telling. Obviously, a novel is going to require more research than a short story. A series may require more research than a novel. How central the element is to your story is going to dictate how much research you need. Let's say I'm writing a temporary mystery. Um, you know, if I'm telling it from the point of view of the police investigator who arrives, I need to know about police procedural work. If I'm telling it from the point of view of the prosecuting attorney, I'll need to do research on what it's like to be a prosecuting attorney, the law, etc. 
if I have a minor character who is the police investigator who walks in and walks out, I may not need to know as much about that job and what it entails as if the entire story is based on his point of view. So the amount of research you're going to have to do depends on how central is the story. The reason why Shannon did so much medical research is that that was entirely the key for her story for the switch. Some of the research traps, checking a single source. This is my favorite, the Wikipedia. I had five minutes to research this, and I copied the Wikipedia article, and that's the only thing I've looked at. Another trap for research is what we know now versus what people knew at a certain point or what we're going to know in the future. There is um, a great example of a book that was set in uh, 19th century American West where the heroine, for some obscure reason, begins talking about the land bridge migration theory of how humans got there. And we're like, this made no sense for the character in terms of her education, her upbringing, or what people believed at the time. Just because we know something now does not mean that we always understood it, nor does it mean it'll be correct in the future. There's the, but that's how they do it on TV. I saw it in a movie once. It must be true. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Now, there's a whole trap of hidden assumptions that we have that were not challenged. There's a hidden assumption we have that, you know, three meals a day is normal. Three meals a day is actually a relatively recent invention. It is not the norm in history. The Romans believed one meal a day was healthy, and, you know, many cultures, the big meal was in the middle of the day. The idea you need to eat a big breakfast is relatively new. So let's talk about, I mean, there's a lot to research. How do you research a topic? This is the end of part one. For part two, listen to podcast 97. The text of this recording is copyright 2016 by Patricia Bray. The sound recording is copyright 2016 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.